When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. Got a good episode for you guys here today. I'm doing an email. It's an involuntary email. This guy doesn't even know that the email he sent me is going to be used. I'm not using his real name. I'm definitely not using his real name. Giving him the name based off of the advice of the people in the trading block. I asked him, hey, I need a good name. They told me to use Merle. Merle. And I like the name Merle, man. This is this is a Merle-like email, right? And, and I got this email last night. And I'll give you a little bit of a backstory on it. And I really don't want to blast this guy too hard here because he, he's he's actually a listener of the podcast so he's going to hear it and i'm not trying to attack him at all i just really want to get through to him that's all i want to do i'm going to dedicate an entire podcast episode to try to get through to this guy because i want him to make a good career out of trading or at least if it's part-time to make it part-time but I, i'm seeing what this guy's doing and, and the road that he's going down and, and i'm i'm afraid for him i really am i noticed this morning when i woke up and i was like man this guy, Merle, subscribed to the trading block, and then he unsubscribed literally like an hour later. And it was like in the middle of the night. It wasn't even like there was something that happened during the trading day that would have caused that. I was like, man, why did Merle cancel his service? Who does that after like an hour? I don't even know if I've ever had that before. But in any case, I reached out to the guy. I just sent him emails like, hey, Merle, I'm just curious as to why you canceled your subscription. Yeah, I mean, it comes with a seven-day trial, right? I mean, you got seven days to try it out. No, nah, it was like an hour later, the guy was gone. But anyways... I didn't really expect to get an actual email back from the guy, but I actually did. He says, hey, Ryan, I listened to your podcast and I really like it, but I was reading through the rules of your trading and I see that you don't deal with penny stocks. And yes, that's a big hell no on the penny stocks. I will not touch a freaking penny stock. And it's not because I think I'm better than the penny stocks. It's because I don't want to lose my capital. I don't care how good of a trader you are. You can't trade penny stocks successfully. You just can't. I can't trade them. I guarantee you, I will lose. And I've been doing this going on like... I don't know, almost 30 years. I'll lose if I do penny stocks. I will. I'm not going to do it. I want to go where I can make money at, and it's not penny stocks. And he goes on to say, and as a new investor without a lot of capital, to start with, buying stocks over $10 a share really limits me to only a couple of shares. I started with $900 and I built it up to $1,400 through penny stocks. But I'm applying your principles of opportunity cost because we did a podcast on opportunity cost, right? In your capital tied up in a stock, and then you're missing out on all these other trades that you could have had if you would have just taken a small loss instead of waiting for it to come back to break even. So he is listening to it because that's that's definitely a key word that he's dropping there. He says, I'm definitely applying the principle of opportunity cost now to maximize my gains and decrease my potential loss. Look, a lot of what he's saying is fine. I'm a skeptical of somebody who's just started trading, goes from $900 to $1,400 trading, 
And it's easier when it's small amounts to go from $900 to $1,400 because if you lose it all, it's not a big deal. If you have a million dollars in the stock market or $100 million, or if you're like freaking Mark Zuckerberg or something, you got a few billion dollars in a stock market, you're going to think twice about going after penny stocks. Not only will you move them to like high heaven, but the risks that you take are going to be far less because what you stand to lose is so much greater. So I'm not impressed necessarily with somebody that can take $900 and turn it to $1,400 because it's like paper trading, right? No offense to $900 trading accounts, but it's not too much different than paper trading because there is not that level of emotion that comes with trading when you're only trading $900. You start trading like a lot more money where you're getting into like tens of thousands of dollars on every one of your trading. Yeah, the emotions are going to get kicked up into high gear. But what really kills me is when he starts talking about the penny stocks and not liking the fact that he can't buy a lot of shares of stocks that are over $10 a share. But before I really start going off the rails here, okay, I'm not drinking a particular whiskey. Well, I, I am, but I, it's a mixed drink. It's, it's an old-fashioned. It's my go-to drink and when it comes to cocktails. My old-fashioned is usually done with Knob Creek, small batch, 100 proof. This one is like Clyde Mays. It's like 46%, and it is like 92 proof. But I have a good old-fashioned. The only criticism sometimes people will say is that it's too strong. I put like two ounces of whiskey in it. I like the Knob Creek 100 proof. I don't drink Knob Creek by itself, but I will use it most of the time in my old fashions. It's just, it's, it has a nice little hotness to it when you, when you drink it. But I also use the, I'm going to give you my recipe here real quick. And I'm going to tell you what really works well with it. I put about six dashes of the aromatic bitters in it, two ounces of the orange bitters in it. And then I put like about three eighths of an ounce of simple syrup make that at your house. It's pretty easy. Don't go out to the store, buy it. And then I'll put the whiskey in there. Stir it up, express an orange peel over the top of it, put a cherry in there. Cherries are important too. You got to get good stuff here. Filthy cherries are the way to go. But what I've started doing recently with them is smoking them. Yes. There's this company called Middleton Mixology. They're not paying me to plug that. They sent me their product. I said, hey, I'm going to check this out, man. I'm kind of excited about this thing because I saw a video on it. I wanted to see it for myself. Put that sucker on the top. It's this little piece of wood. You put some wood chips in the middle of it. It's like a freaking chimney on top of your old fashioned. You take one of those butane torches and you just blast it. And you get the perfect smoked old fashioned. It is crazy. If you go to SharePointer Whiskey on Instagram, all one word. I've actually got a video on it. You need to check it out. You need to go to Middleton Mixology and buy one of these things. Again, they're not compensating me to do this. They sent me one. I checked it out. I love it. I use it on all my drinks. Huge party favorite too when I when I bust that sucker out. But anyways, back to Merle. Merle's got me revved up here, guys. He's had me revved up all day long. This email got to me. I don't know why it got to me, but it got to me. Look, I care about my traders, okay? I care about the people who come into the trading block, who listen to the podcast, who send me the emails. I want you guys to do good because I know you guys can, but there's so much bad information out there. There's so many bad characters out there that are trying to sell you these pipe dreams of getting rich on these penny stocks. Who the freak cares if you can buy a bazillion shares of a stock at 0.00001 cents a share? Or who cares if you can buy a thousand shares of a stock at $1 a share or if you can buy one share of Chipotle at like $1,300 a share. The shares don't make you money. 
I have shares of stock in my portfolio right now. I couldn't tell you how many shares of any stock that I own right now. In my swing trading portfolio, I have Adobe, I have Lowe's, I have DraftKings, I have PayPal, I have Starbucks. I cannot tell you offhand how many shares I own of any of those. If somebody asks me, I don't know. I just have a position in them. I know how much capital I allocate to each one of them, but I don't know how many shares that represents. I don't care because shares don't make me money. People get all worked up about, oh my gosh, Tesla's splitting their stock. What was it? Four to one. And I'm going to get four times the shares. Well, breaking news, they're also cutting the price of your shares by four. So whatever the stock was trading at before, they're dividing it by four. Because here's the thing. If you own Chipotle at $1,300 a share, or if you own some crappy stock trading at $1 a share, but you own 1,300 shares of it, and the stock that you have 1,300 shares of at $1 goes up 5%, and the stock that you only have one share of, Chipotle, goes up 10%. I know this is a stupid question, but it needs to be asked. What did you make more money in? Of course it's Chipotle. It's because the reason why I bring this up is because it's the percentages that matter, not how many shares you can buy. Why do people get so hung up on how many shares they can buy? I feel like it's like a, it's like a flex move. Oh, I own a thousand shares of that company. Well, it's trading at a dollar a share. Who cares? They don't want to say, well, I own a one share of Chipotle. Holy cow. I, I just don't get it. And there's fractional shares out there now. But Merle, I mean, I, I feel like Merle is, is shooting himself in the foot before he even really gets into this whole trading thing by worried about how many shares he can buy. And look, I like Merle. I, I kind of, I'll be the first to admit, I responded to this email probably not in the best of ways, okay? Because I was just kind of an, annoyed that he was going with penny stocks because I'm thinking to myself, if you've listened to my podcast, it's at least one out of every two podcast episodes I probably say, don't ever trade freaking penny stocks. It's a road to nowhere. You're going to lose. But he throws it out there like I'm going to endorse it or something. I don't know. So I wrote him back. I said, penny stocks ruin portfolios. Who cares about how many shares? 10% on a $1 stock is no different than 10% on a $100 stock. Successful penny stock traders really don't exist. I don't know. It was probably a little bit crass to write back like that. And then this guy, he, he blesses me with niceness. He really does. He says, I live in Kentucky, about 20 minutes from all the bourbon distilleries. Man, this guy's already got my heart already. He tells me about how it's good bourbon up in Kentucky because they have limestone in the water and it just adds to materials to help filter the water. Man, this guy's going all out, man. He's like turning the other cheek on me. He says, and then it goes downhill again. <laughs> he says, I'm going to start my economics BA and I plan on learning a lot. That's good. Economics. I did economics in college and I probably learned a lot more from that than I did my political science degree. And and it does apply to the stock market, right? But not not directly. It's just there's some indirect correlations there in terms of knowledge that you can apply to it. But he says, I'm 30 years old and just recently got into trading, been doing it for about six weeks. When I build up more capital, I'm going to come back to the trading block. And that's cool, man. I, I really want him to come back. Look, the reason why I'm making an episode out of this podcast is out of labor of love. It really is because I want you guys to know I, I really care about you guys succeeding. I want you guys to succeed. But you can't be going down this penny stock route, guys. Look, I've traded penny stocks. It's not like I'm bougie or something where I'm like, well, I'm not going to do penny stocks. It's beneath me. No. 
I've traded penny stocks and you just don't win. I mean, there's different rules for penny stocks. There's certain order types that you can't do. And I haven't traded them in such a long time. I don't even know. I don't think you can do stop losses. I'm not positive on that, but it, I think it's all limit orders when it comes to penny stocks. Double check me on that. If I'm wrong, <laughs> know that it's genuinely, I'm kind of glad that I'm wrong about it, that I don't know this stuff because I don't want to ever touch penny stocks ever again. But there's all sorts of different rules and it's, there's so much corruption and there's so much fraud. There's, there's infinite headline risk in penny stocks. I swear I wouldn't be surprised if penny stocks can go negative. And I say that in jest. Some, some, somebody out there might take me serious. But I'm also, one of the things I've learned about this podcast is that when there's one person asking something in an email, there's probably a thousand people asking the same question, but they're not telling you this. So it's not just Merle that I'm coming after here. It's all the Merles out there that are not email me this question. Merle had the guts, but I need to address this with the others that are listening to this podcast because I want you guys to succeed. I want you guys to succeed so bad. He's been trading for six weeks. Does he know what he's doing yet? No. He doesn't know what he's doing. There's a lot of experience left to be made. And you want to know something? When you make a mistake with penny stocks, you pay for it. Yes, you may have five or 10 penny stock trades in a row that turn out really well for you. God bless you if you do. But it only takes one, just one penny stock to completely ruin it for you. So he's moved his account from 900 to 1400. Again, there's not as much emotion when you're dealing with $1,400. I'm glad he's starting. You got to start somewhere. You do. So I'm not, I know there's a lot of you guys that probably are trading with small amounts like that. And that's okay too. There's nothing wrong. Dude, you got to start somewhere. But you can't get hung up on how many shares you're able to buy. Who cares if you buy one share? He can buy one share at Chipotle. You know, it broke out today. He could have bought one share of that and he could have made, you know, a few percent off of it. And that's good. He's not going to get hit by the commission costs. There's no more commissions, at least here in the United States. Take it from somebody who's been doing this for almost 30 years. I know I'm flexing a little bit. I've said that second time in this particular podcast episode, but... When you've been trading for six weeks, man, that's just like, there's just not enough to learn in that time, right? And I'm glad you're listening. Man, Merle, keep listening to this podcast, okay? I'm trying to keep you on the straight and narrow. I'm trying to keep you in line here. You got me fired up today, man. You got me fired up, dude. I like you, Merle, but you've been trading for six weeks and there's still a lot to learn. And I want you to learn trading quality stocks that are not as likely to burn you as penny stocks. I feel like you're stunting your growth when you start trading penny stocks because the less you're not really going to learn the lessons that are applicable to trading the, the bigger stocks, the large caps, the mid caps, the small caps. No, you're trading these things that are probably going to be bankrupt in two or three years. Max, buy me a penny stock that's been in business for the last five years. I'll wait. These things just don't do well. And I know we want to hit home runs and everything else, but with commission-free trading, we really don't have an excuse for not trading good quality stocks. I get that you're not going to go trade Berkshire Hathaway. You're not going to trade Amazon. You could. You can trade fractional shares. I don't know offhand the brokerages that do the fractional shares, but there's plenty of them out there, okay? But don't get into this penny stock stuff, man. You're killing me, Merle. All right. You know what Moro could really benefit from? Go into my patron account, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. He's going to get all of my 
analysis on the S&P 500, the Russell, the NASDAQ, multiple times each week. He's going to get updates on all the FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, and Tesla. On top of that, he's going to get daily setups for me, the stocks that I'm finding that he needs to be looking at for his daily setups, the charts that I'm looking at on a daily basis, and, and I do say and, my watch lists, twice a week updated, my master watch lists, bullish and bearish, both of them. It's a steal, guys. Go to it. Swing trade in the stock market. Merle, you need to be going to this, man. Okay? And if you like this podcast, make sure to leave a review on the Apple platform. Guys, I, I really want to help you guys. I really do. That's why I encourage you. I want to I want to hear about your problems. I want to know about it. But I'm going through all of y'all's emails. I get them all. I have a Dear Ryan folder. I put everything in my Dear Ryan folder. Actually, what would be really great, I'm going to create a rule for this tonight. If you have a question for me, say Dear Ryan in the beginning, and then I can create an Outlook rule that it puts it in the Dear Ryan. So when I do my next podcast episode, it's right there. So do a Dear Ryan, okay? And then and then I can, uh, I don't have to uh, organize it by hand. You guys are the best, okay? I, I really appreciate it, man. I love the emails. I like Merle a lot, man. Merle's a good dude, but he just needs a little bit of direction here. I'm scared that that $900 that's turned into $1,400 is going to go down to zero, and I don't want that to happen. And I want you guys to leave me a positive review on the Apple podcast platform. If you're an Apple user, if you're a Google, do the same. If you're on Spotify, subscribe or follow or whatever platform you're using. Make sure just to help brother out, okay? All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePlanner.com slash block. That's www.SharePlanner.com slash block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.